to explore the world of the music. Free myself of myself, empty myself of myself, clean myself of myself so I can fill it up. So in this episode, we'll be talking about our song called The Well. Clean myself of myself so I can fill it up. We are coming to you from Austin, Texas, where we've just released um, one of our newest singles called Slow Down. It's a beautiful spring day. You can feel it slowly turning into summer. And we're all in our respective houses recording this podcast just for you. So Brazil was this um, obviously huge moment there were there was so much that happened on the trip and um, I'm sure some of those stories will come in but I'm curious to ask what were the months following the end of the Brazil tour like for you and um, and coming back home and well for me I feel like the tour through Brazil really ended while we were all still in Brazil the shows had ended and we had decided to all kind of go our separate ways in Brazil. And we all said goodbye in Recife in the Northeast. And Maddie and I went to Bahia. Kate went back to Sao Paulo. And Emily went on this crazy adventure to search for the roots of coco, which we'll talk about in the later podcast. That felt like the moment of transition where I finally got to reflect on everything we had been through. And I remember thinking, this is what marriage must feel like. Like there's no turning back. We've made this life bond. I love them for for the amazing parts and for the beautiful moments and the shows we played and the adventures. And I love them for the hard moments and the moments where I didn't want to see them or the moments where my feelings got hurt. That was a really important thing that we did. And it was important that it was difficult. Kate, do you want to talk a little bit about kind of the final months? It's the transition out of touring in Brazil and, and then coming back home to the United States or kind of some of your recollections to mix in there? It's not so much that this song reminds me of the challenges and there were many challenges. It was a very rustic tour that we put on. I mean, we were sleeping on floors and um, it was in a different country and with a lot of unknown and a lot of uncertainty. And so I think when you throw yourself into the unknown, it's, for me, the response is almost this like self-soothing, you know? It's like we'd been, we'd created this really amazing support system within each other, but I knew that I, I also brought a lot of feelings of insecurity. I almost had a different experience than Lydia. I was kind of like, well, what if this is it? What if this was like the grand 
like the big adventure and then after that we go our separate ways because inevitably we were going to go our separate ways at the end of the journey but I also you know I was working a desk job and had um you know I had recently gotten married and and there was this moment of questioning for me like am is this something that I'm going to be doing for the rest of my life I had a very similar sensation of like after I had met Emily and we had begun singing together and playing music, it was like a full body yes. You know, this like feeling of just like, I, I'm i gonna keep saying yes to this because it feels like I'm almost being pulled by something bigger than myself, that it feels like, of course I'm gonna keep doing this because look at how, how much beauty it provides in my own life and also in feeling connected to to these beautiful women and connected to this beautiful music, you know, both that we create together, but that we that we get to discover. Gonna make me cry. <laughs> so for me, it was like I I I was really presented with going home. I remember we were, we were on the beach, this beach with Jesus, the Jesus, <laughs> the Jesus <laughs> beach, you guys. Yeah, in Alagoas. In Alagoas. This guy, his name, we were picking what beach we wanted to go to because we were like, we deserve a little bit of time off. We need to like just be in this salty water and and full moon. Where are we going to go? And we went to this little secluded beach called Alagoas. And it was a time where one of those moments where everything feels like paradise around you, but you're really struggling with some some stuff. Emily was very sick. Maddie stepped on a sea urchin and had spines in her foot, but we were like in this beautiful place. I want to just talk about the beach for a moment because it was one of the craziest places I've ever been to in my life. It was a full moon and at low tide you can see that this like land mass emerges out in the middle of the water you can see it because it's reflecting white sand, like reflecting the, the moonlight. And it was me and Kate, right? Yeah. I start walking out into the water and the water's about up to my ankles and then it's up to my shins. And then I keep walking and it's still up to my shins and I turn back and look at Kate and she's like pretty far away, maybe like 200 meters or something. And I keep walking, and I keep walking, and the water's not getting any higher. The highest it got to was, like, maybe right above my knees. And we just walked out for, like, I don't know. Until you could barely see the the shore. It's like you couldn't really see the shoreline. All around us was water. And then they started yelling back at Maddie and I. And they're like, y'all got to come out here. Like, this is unbelievable. And we're just like warrior ladies just like walking out into the middle of the ocean in the middle of the night and just like only the moonlight leading us in this silver water. And we're heading back and Maddie's like, ow. And then it was Operation Maddie. And all of us got on our hands and knees with our little Swiss Army knife tweezers and helped her pick out the urchin spines in her foot. Um But yeah, I mean, to speak a little bit to that experience, it was just, it felt like such a necessary moment of closure for us. But I I do remember being so uncomfortable. I mean, what the trip had brought up for me, I mean, I got strep throat two times and I was covered in these red spots still having this allergic reaction from an antibiotic 
for the second time. <laughs> oh, it was such a nightmare. And I was just ready to spend some time by myself, but also really um, scared of like the unknown and kind of like not being with my sisters and not being with like this pack that made me feel secure and comfortable and with purpose in the midst of feeling like there was so much chaos spinning around and and no control over our decisions and where we were heading and just you know at the whims of of the road yeah talking about that just it kind of reminds me of how it feels now being home in this kind of isolation now of, of quarantine and the mandates and stay at home. And there's always that lull when, when you come back from traveling that you've just been on the move so much and kind of questioning, is this actually the place I want to land? And you have to look inward again when that happens. There's less distractions being home. Just feeling very lost at those <laughs> in those days. And one day went on a walk and stumbled into a bookstore and found a tiny book of Rumi poetry. And I was actually able to find the poem today, so. You found the poem! I found the poem! <laughs> I think I found it, I was like, wait, this says empty of self, that could be it. <laughs> okay, so I opened up to this poem that said, Love rushed into my veins, emptying me of myself. Now filled with the beloved, my only possession is my name. And then on the next page it says, Last night I dreamed myself as empty of self and fainted from the glory. The beauty and the grace of emptiness intoxicated me till dawn. Just that line of empty, emptying me of myself just stuck with me so much of like what am I holding on to in my mind and what am I what have I filled myself up with that I don't need and it, I think at that time I was just so in need of a mantra so I kept repeating that in my head and just spent a lot of time reflecting on on what I could let go of and what I wanted to fill in those spaces It's so amazing to hear the poem. I just want to say, in the last three years, we've heard about this poem and we talk about it as the inspiration behind the words of the song, but we've never actually heard it. I was remembering Maddie had written those words down and come up with a little guitar part. And she brought them to our songwriting circle. I think it was maybe the first time we all met up since we'd been home. A picture that I remember of us coming back together was being in this warm sunlight of this big patio window. And we were all sitting there for a while and just kind of reflecting on where we had been because we had just been in such different spaces. It was like after tour ended, I went on my own adventure, Lydia and Maddie went on their own adventure. So when we came into this room, that was kind of the reflection, a feeling of like disconnection. And so this Spanish poem that says, Si no, así me quedo, como una piedra en el río. 
no se mueve, solo se pone frío. You know, what is it like to look back on those moments and wonder, oh, what if, rather than just choosing to be part of its motion and movement to, con to continue forward. And if I stay here like a rock in the river that doesn't move and it gets cold under the cold current of the river, um, I'll never make my way to the ocean. Así no llegará al mar con la corriente ligera. Son los momentos naturales en que resistimos su fuerza. So it's just this reference to that feeling of kind of being stuck in the unknown, but also imagining and being able to see the liberation of like the movement going forward. Well, the first part that I wrote was, there's a well beneath me, echoes ring under my feet. I heard begin believing in all the rooted seeds growing in the deep. And I definitely wrote that while coming home in, in that transition time. I think in a way of calling on a sense of support and recognizing that what I'm looking for is within myself and knowing that from that deep well, the new seeds that get planted, whether they're from the trip or from that difficult time that happens when you know, you're, you're so stimulated on tour and when you get home, it's, it's pretty much silent. It can feel very silent. It's in that slowdown that you can really observe um, your process in that absence and in that stillness that I can almost, I imagined almost dropping like a, dropping a wish, dropping a penny in a deep well and seeing how far it would go and knowing that those echoes, that that ringing of, of whatever I had just planted would grow with the support and the love, not only of this beautiful team, but of everything that had come before us. The same energy that we talk about into the sky. The inspiration for the light moves through me part. I don't know if I've ever shared it really because I wrote that poem um, after the tour ended and when Maddie and I were in Valley du Capon in Bahia um, and we went on this hike. We went camping overnight and we were bathing in this like crystal clear water and we were with a mom and her baby. She's about our age and she has a baby. And we were really adamant about going on a hiking trip. We're like, just come come backpacking. She's like, I can't go backpacking because I can't carry a backpack and the baby. And we're like, well, if we carry all your stuff, then all you have to carry is the baby. Let's do it. So we went on this like pretty epic adventure. We got lost in the jungle. Yeah, we got lost in the jungle. Literally lost in the jungle and had to bushwhack our way out. But we had this strong group of women as support. And it was a moment for her of like, yeah, I can do anything I want to if I have women supporting me. And it also brought me back to our time together and that feeling of support and all of all of the ways that we supported each other through the ups and downs of the journey. And 
And it reminded me of this poem in my tarot card book. It's a Navajo prayer. It's from the Mother Peace book. And it's just this mantra that I was singing while we were on this hike. All things around me are restored in beauty. It came back to me when we were all sitting on Maddie's floor and writing the lyrics to this song as a way to kind of culminate the song of like, no matter the ups and downs and our own personal challenges, each of us is a channel of light and love. And when we come together with that intention, we can do anything. Even if it's about something bigger than our relationship, if I'm thinking about the state of the world or the coronavirus, when we sing this song, it reminds me that everything's going to be okay. I think this one is so deeply a mantra and a prayer, and wherever it sits in the set list, it's kind of like just this moment of peace. Yeah, I feel like it's a reset. It's like our reset button. Yeah, I felt that way, gosh, about so much of our music, like on this last tour before we just came home to all this otherworldly news of quarantine and whatnot. I mean, going through some of the most intense anxieties I've ever experienced. And then just being able to play at night and feel the literal power of music to heal. The well in particular has been a moment to like really sit into what we are as a collective. And it's just such a blessing. It blows my mind every time. Thanks for tuning in. On the next episode, we're going to talk about our song Siranda, the origins of the song, and our crazy story of tracking down where it came from. Subscribe to our YouTube channel so you can dive deeper into the songs and get an exclusive premiere of our visual album dropping May 14th. And remember, we're always just a message away on Instagram at Leyline Sound. <laughs>